And there comes a time when one must take a position that is neither safe, nor politic, nor popular, but he must do it because conscience tells him it is right. And that is where I stand today, and that is where I hope you will continue to stand so that we can speed up the day when justice will roll down like waters all over the world and righteousness like a mighty stream. And we will speed up the day when men will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks and nations will not rise up against nations, neither will they study war anymore. And I close by saying, as we sing it in the old Negro spiritual, I ain't gonna study war no more. You're listening to the Thinking Hardly podcast. Hello. How's it going? Good You're off good that morning. time. Good evening. <laughs> How's it good. going? Good. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. <laughs> oh, boy. All Bobby, right. Bob, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Everything okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is so silly. What? <laughs> Because before we turn on the before we hit the record button, we, we button we do all the same stuff. We like how oh, you guys. So well, yeah, we okay, should right? probably figure out a way to start the show without being like, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah Drew. <laughs> all so right. We, well, should, hey. we should also we should also figure out how to end the show and do stuff in the middle. <laughs> We're learning, okay. man. We're learning. Oh, yeah, to get, the list. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how's yeah, Danica? Man. She's good. I see. I see her post pictures. The uh, last couple of times have been pictures of her. Is that her dog? Or no, whose dog is that? Uh, if it's the one I'm thinking of, that's hers. It's if it's the one that looks like a kind of chubbier. Yeah, oh. it's it looks like a like a squatter buttercup. Yeah, right. That's what I was gonna say. It's a good looking dog. Yeah, that's her. That's their dog. Yeah, that's that's Artie. Artie. Okay. And that's a boy dog. Yep. He's a good looking dog. Yeah, he's a good dog. He's uh he's very good at listening considering, you know, how much like Buttercup he is. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm realizing why we don't have any listeners. <laughs> this, is <laughs> gripping, this is gripping content. Yeah. It's a new day in America, guys. It's a new day in America, right? So it's a new day. So. <laughs> that's that's great. <great. laughs> All right. I don't really have, I didn't, I pulled down no, almost no audio. Well, zero audio, actually. That's pretty close to none uh, <laughs> this week. Uh, we just had a, you know, we had, Gina was like biting her nails up until the inauguration. And then yeah. during the inauguration, she had to bite my nails because she'd bit off all of her nails. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we got through that with no, no major, n- you know, no upset, right? No, did, was there violence anywhere? Did you guys hear? No, I did not hear of any. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't hear I of anything. Either. Did you guys watch the inauguration? No. No. Okay. All right. It was pretty. I mean, I thought it was. It's weird. It was weird because it was. You know, there was no. There were. There were very few people there. It's all spaced out. 
Did you see the meme of, of Bernie Sanders sitting in the of course. <laughs> Yeah, man. There's something about that. Everybody liked that one. Yeah, I, I was really it. surprised. Yeah, I really liked it too. It's just it's weird like how how crazy that one. Like there's just there's so many kind of it just had like a whole a huge reach. It's just very weird what people you yeah, know find, yeah. find funny or relatable or whatever. I don't know. It just reminded me of of uh you know living in New Hampshire. I mean people just like that's what you look like. You just you know Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, you got your big, big coat, coat. big big mittens. <laughs> You get sensible, like sensible shoes on, and you know, yeah. slacks that can be cleaned if you get salt on them or whatever. You know, like road salt or mud or whatever. I don't know. It is an unpleasant time to have an inauguration, man. Yeah, like it's, it's unfortunate that the, the overlap doesn't happen. You know, in the spring or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I guess I. You should have really said that to yeah. Trump before. I'm sure he would have been really happy <laughs> yeah, to push he, it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guys, it's right. just too cold. We can't do it. <laughs> I'm not going if it's in January. Yeah, right. The whole, the whole 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, all too cold. <laughs> yeah. no, I don't know. Why, what, he didn't have a hat on, right, Bernie, in that meme? I yeah, no, so. he does that a lot. I was like, man, you got to cover that. That's that's important, man. Yeah, I would think <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's get some. Let's get serious here. I only have. I have like. I have like maybe two things to talk about. Do you guys have something to talk about? I'm sure we could find something. Well, I got stuff. I mean, I can. I'll, I mean, if you've got something, say it. Otherwise, I'll get us started. I'm sure you'll have an opinion. Yeah, you go ahead, and I'm sure we can. Yeah, we'll think of other stuff along the way. Okay. Well, first of all, the first question I have is what do you think is like, I've just been, I've been fascinated with how the Republican party is sort of responding to this whole thing or, or different, different people in the Republican party have responded to, have responded, I guess, after the inauguration and all the, you know, crap that the riot at the Capitol, mm-hmm. et cetera. And I mean, it's very different, right? So McConnell is taking one, seems like he's in like one camp. And then there's Cruz and Holly. Yeah. Who who are, you know, seem pretty out there. But then there's like these, this three group of three other people that I follow on Twitter and I'm constantly badgering them. Uh, uh, So that's Getz, Gates, Getz. Right. His name is Matt in in Florida. And then I think it's Lorraine. Bobert B. Burbert. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Burbert. Yeah. Is she, is she actually a member of the Lauren. House now, or is she like was just a candidate? No, no, she's a representative from Colorado. Okay. Yeah. She. I think she wasn't she the one that that was like I'm walking in with my gun. I don't. Yeah, maybe so. I don't think she's the one who. I mean, somebody got caught walking in with their gun, right? Yeah. No, I, I think, think I'm just was, mixing her up with somebody who's running as well. The other one is, uh, gosh, she's got three names: Marjorie something Green, Marjorie Taylor Green from, hmm. from from Georgia. She's a real wacko. So, so there's like yeah. those three. I, I, she, what's the Bobbert Bobert, whatever her name is from Colorado? She mm-hmm. had a tweet the other day. She said, she said, I, I represent the people of Pueblo, not the people of Paris. She's, you know, yeah, yeah, the Paris agreement. <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> right, so I, 
I tweeted, I tweeted her, I retweeted. I know you're not supposed to retweet. I don't know if you're supposed to or not, but it messes up the ratio. I'm not like, I'm going to mess up the ratio or anything, but I retweeted this. And I said, I said, be careful. You know, she's going to come and take away your French fries. <laughs> You know, I, I love know. that with the, the Paris uh, Accord is like talking yeah. about it being like, oh, this is we're going to become Paris. Yeah, right. I don't think she has to worry about Pueblo getting confused with Paris. Uh, not not that there's anything wrong with Pueblo, but I mean, I don't. I know. think uh, I, I read that Pueblo is like uh, is is like very green as a city as well. Though I heard that like they're they're pretty good when it comes to that so it seems like a bad a bad sort of yeah, yeah comparison. comparison yeah well colorado's a weird state i mean it's it's a little bit uh, maybe maybe even more weird than california you know there's there's a very left part of colorado and a very right part of colorado right um so but i don't know maybe pueblo is like that maybe pueblo leans leans green i don't know washington is like that too yeah, Washington is like that also. I guess right. the Pacific Northwest Eastern Washington in is. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's right. At any rate, I don't know. Yeah, at any rate, so 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 you got you have your McConnell, you know, and I guess you I guess like there's maybe four groups. There's the there's the Romney group, and he maybe he's just by himself, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's McConnell, who seems to be, I don't know what he's trying to do. I mean, I think he's staying. Well, you guys can tell me what you in my mind there's there's like McConnell who is definitely peeling away from the Trump stuff. Then there's the like the hardcore Trump people that seem to be not caring about the money that's you know, the 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 spot the, these packs basically that are saying we're not gonna support anybody who tried to who tried to vote against the the you know, certifying the election or I guess yeah, certifying yeah, yeah. I suppose what it is. The electoral votes. That's the Matt Getz and and Lauren Babert and uh, what's her name, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Mm-hmm. And then there's you know maybe Cruz and Holly who are sort sort of I don't know where that I'm not sure where to put them in there in that cosmology. But I mean, is the Republican Party wandering at this point? No, I think this is I think this is their version of. Basically, I think they're trying to get their hands back around the whole thing. Um, like, I, I think they want to advance the same goals and break with Trump, but and you know, basically just enough that it doesn't cause problems for them. Um, you, you think that's true for the the that little that little group of three, the kind of crazy people? They don't seem like they're walking away from Trump. No, but that's maybe, that's maybe. what I mean is is that I think the, the I'm talking about the the GOP establishment right now. Okay, so All right. McConnell, we'll say, yeah. right? Um, I don't think he's. I think he's breaking with Trump in the ways that are inconvenient for them, and Democrats by and large are happy to help let him do that. Um, I mean, you know. It, the way Biden and Schumer and everyone, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically they're right on board with him and saying you are absolved of any responsibility mm-hmm. for, for what's happened. And I, you know, I'm not usually the type to talk about things in that way, but like it, it, it is ridiculous that we're trying to make that argument 
and the guy who like functionally helped most of that stuff happen is like, okay, yeah, no, but it's all good because Trump's gone, so McConnell's now good. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think we're put in this place where <clears throat> I think liberals are kind of like often put in this place where they're kind of forced to ignore that or make excuses for it or maybe just, I don't know, rationalize it in some way because now they see this, you know, there were so many people who, you know, McConnell's like the ultimate enemy. And I don't know. I mean, this, it just kind of tends to fade away when this happens where it's like, now we're talking about how we're going to share power in, in Congress and stuff. And, you know, you don't hear a whole lot of outrage from the liberal side just because I, you know, I don't know. It just, maybe it, it feels too much of like a, a betrayal or something where it, it's something where you just kind of minimize in your mind. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's odd to see because you heard these Moscow Mitch and like everything and get, you know, McConnell out and call him a turtle and, you know, just constant, like mm. constant, you know, people wanted him out. And now you do, people are just happy that Biden's in, I guess, not really caring about this. I don't know. Yeah. I, so I think, there's a few things here. I mean, I think the main thing is, that, yeah, like basically Democratic voters are very, very, have a very short attention span when it comes to this stuff. And it's, I think, first of all, they know they can't do anything about McConnell. Yeah. Because like they, they're terrible at it. Mm-hmm. Everyone, they, it's basically like a racket, a Democratic racket, like running against McConnell. <laughs> um, I mean, no, no, that's that's right. I mean, the McGrath campaign. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, that was yeah. a ridiculous amount of money, and yeah. she got washed. And you know, wow, no big surprise. She basically said, "I want to be more close to Trump than McConnell is." Um, I mean, that's I don't know what would win in Kentucky, so I, I'm just kind of talking out of my ass, but still. It's like infuriating to see this kind of stuff, and like Democrats are are so happy to have losers on their team as long as it's someone who's not actually trying to do anything. Yeah, yeah, you have me convinced. In fact, I mean that's the the main thing. I, I'm not I'm not saying we need to switch gears here. I don't really know what's going to happen to the Republicans. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I don't really. I mean. I think I'm still not, I I never have really thought this much about, I mean, this is all new to me. It shouldn't be new to me at my age, but, you know, trying to handicap what's going to happen. It does seem to me like there's a, there's a potential problem in the Republican party. There's no leader right now. Yeah. Clear leader to me, which I think is part of it. And I think there's no clear leader because, and this is just my guess, there's this tension between, um, Let's see. There's a tension between going after the establishment money, right? This the regular old stuff, which is, which has had and and I don't know, like twenty of the thirty big packs have said they're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna support the folks who are they view as complicit in in the you know the riot at the Capitol or the attack on the Capitol, however you want to however yeah, you want yeah. to describe it. So that's threatening. I mean, you know, if you're like that, that is that that'll get your attention. I don't know if that's what caused McConnell to, you know 
sit down and, and, you know, I don't really hear so much from Holly and Cruz about this. I'm not really sure if that's just, I haven't been paying attention or, so there's, there's sort of, you know, this, like, do we, do we need to like reel back in to try to make sure that we can get, you know, the funding and, the, and, you know, keep, keep our supporters happy. And by that, I mean money. I don't mean like voters. Yeah. And then there's, it seems like there's this other group who are, you know, kind of green, wet behind the ears, a little green and are, it seems like they're betting on their, their, you know, constituents, their voters. Right. They're like, we're going to walk away from the money. We'll get the full figure out the money elsewhere, but we're just going to be like full on, you know, post Trump America first. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So that doesn't feel like a doesn't may not, may not be a split because it's like th- maybe it's three people who are you know brand new. Um, I guess Getz isn't brand new. That's not really fair. But it does seem like it's a, li- a little bit drifty. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think one maybe, of the maybe from a policy standpoint, it doesn't matter. Maybe they're all basically yeah, the same. I think you can kind of wiggle there a little bit. Um, I mean, I really think that just like personality is, has shown itself to be really important and not just personality, I guess, just like social skills or whatever you want to call, you know, Trump's skill set that allowed him to kind of circumvent kind of, I don't know, just take advantage of, of weakness and assumptions that things would be decent or whatever. I don't know. Um I think it, it, that's rare, like way rarer than you'd think. So I don't know. I mean, I think they'd have to be pretty lucky to find somebody like Trump again who activates those people. You mean that that skill set is hard to find? Yeah, it's harder than one would think, I guess. Um, well, Trump Jr. doesn't have it. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. Like none of his, none of the people around him possess that same kind of energy or whatever. Um, yeah. people aren't as excited by his sons or even Ivanka, who seems like the most kind of, I don't know, serious of them. Um, Socially adept. Yeah. That's the best way to say it. Doesn't um, seem like there's something obviously wrong with her and, you know, yeah, she can yeah. talk like a normal person. Right. Um, yeah, well, she's surrounded, but she's surrounded by a bunch of people who are, I mean, you know, she's got good wingmen. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I should say I'm surprised that his sons didn't pick up on um, well. <laughs> these skills. Um, well, but you said it I mean, sounds like he doesn't really give a shit about them. So that, you know, no, that's, that's probably true. <laughs> that, what that you, could, uh, you said it's. Uh, yeah, I think your your premise is that this is actually kind of a rare skill. So it's not it's not it's not clear that you would just get it. You know, passed down. Yeah, I think that's maybe the most determining factor of this is if. I think you need the right person to quote unquote unify the Republican party. Cause I mean, you could say that Trump unified the Republican party, but really he had, he was just the guy who was clearly winning and that Republicans who didn't like him kind of had to throw their chips to. So I, I don't know. Yeah, but that counts. That definitely counts, but you well, know, that's, counted. that's yeah, for sure. That's, I think just, that this is going to be, rare. I think this is going to be, the next phase of Tea Party, um, sort of absolutely, yeah, establishment versus anti-establishment. But I think something that's really important to understand with Republicans that's not there for like Democrats and leftists is there's a there's a subset of 
conservative funders who buy into this stuff and will continue to fund these people. Like I am 100% sure you will see PACs show up that yeah, are like yeah. basically explicitly to support those people who get left out in the cold by these, you know, people who they are going to rightly say are, you know, abandoning them and, and basically like, you know, declaring war on their wing of the party. I didn't yeah. quite catch it. Are you wait? Are you saying they're going to be? There's going to be money behind the people who are who are sort of the post-Trump America first. Yes, or maybe not even post-Trump. I mean, post-Trump presidency, America first. That might be. They're going to. They're going to fill, try to fill in a gap that's you know that's being created by the more establishment money. Yes. Okay. That's how it so, worked with Tea Party and okay. this. This I think has more cultural penetration in terms of like people who buy the Q stuff and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I mean the tea um, party, they didn't have the tea party, party, you know, and do you, and do you, th- uh, this is, I know I'm asking a lot for you to, do you think that they're going to do that because they believe this Q crap or they think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of latent energy still in the Q crap crowd. You know what I'm I saying? I think it's it's going to be it's well. Just, so, like, if you look at how the Tea Party stuff sort of morphed into the America First stuff, I think in that same way, the Q stuff, all of the same subject matter will still be what they're talking about. Just the specifics won't be Q anymore because it's like, okay, well, that was you know that didn't that was stupid. That didn't work out. You know that kind of thing. But like, I I don't think that means that they're going to abandon. Like, I think they still believe a lot of this stuff is true. Just not the specifics of oh yeah, there's this you know this program where we're 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 doing this massive entrapment thing or whatever. Like it, it's just going to change the method, and I don't think probably they'll be like oh yeah, they're actually you know putting all these people in jail right now already. That's just how they that's how they square the circle of why is Trump president and things are still bad in terms mm-hmm. of culturally. And now they don't what have is, to solve that problem anymore. Yeah, right. Exactly. What is it? So, what is it about? I mean, maybe I'm wrong about this, but it just seems like like the vibe. I wish I could articulate. Well, I guess I could articulate anything. It, it seems like <laughs> the, the vibe of like a, the patriot. You know, I mean, the the notion of the patriot. When you say that, the the image that gets conjured up is you know a a an individualist white male with you know, with access to some method of defense, you know, like a gun or a set of guns or something like that with, with the constitution in one hand and the Bible and the, other. like, where, where does that come from? As opposed to, as opposed to saying a patriot is really somebody who's trying to, is, is, you know, doing what they can to breathe life into the, you know, the ideals of, of <laughs> that well, laid out in the where propaganda comes from though. It's from war. And in war, you don't care about that stuff. You're talking about defeating. You're talking about being the courageous soldier who goes over and wins and brings this ideology, which other people prove is is the better one. Like, I think that's how a lot of this stuff goes, is they've already accepted. We are exceptional. You know, there's something unique and special about uh, about the U.S. I don't even think you need to think that, but it's a cultural thing. It's It's... It's something For that sure. I, I, you know, it's like hard to extricate, which is, it's like a chicken and egg thing, you know? Yeah. 
I would be interested in seeing like uh, how this kind of works throughout history, throughout American history, and just like when this has been used. I think you know politicians using it is probably a big kind of way of solidified as a partisan kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you're right about war and stuff. I don't know. That's how you get war is by you know banging that drum. And that's what we've been doing for most people's entire lives. I mean, do you think if you went if you went back through U.S. history and looked at looked at you know looked at times in which people were making cases about being patriotic or being a patriot that were not during wartime, you know, like is that like the Tea Party to me seems like that, right? Just the just the just the name, the Tea Party. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, is this a new, is this like a more recent, when I'm talking, I know that we've been at war, but the people who are, you know, the people who are part of the Tea Party and the people who are part of the America First, they're actually not fighting in a war. I mean, they're not like lit, a literal war. Right? Yeah. I, I think summoning that up during a time when most <laughs> people are not really exposed to the fact that there's a war. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's just very culturally kind of, you know, prevalent now is it doesn't matter if you've like even been exposed to war at all. It's just like, yeah, I, I just mean to say, I think the identity. Exactly. I think that the, the, the idea of patriotism largely comes from wars because that's where it's like got outsized. Got importance. It. Now I understand what you're saying. I think I understand um, what you're saying. The, like but, the propaganda that has painted the picture of a patriot is the propaganda that's used during wartime. And therefore it has all these overtones of war. But it's also, it's deeper than that too, because Man. first of all, I think there's multiple, I mean, you know, everyone sees it differently. It's just that there's this sort of like, there's a cultural concept that I think has come from there being enough people thinking that that's, you know, a definition of a patriot. They might even say like, oh, yeah, but you got I mean, you know, there's patriots that are like lawyers or whatever. It's yeah. just that's not the image that comes up. Man. And, sorry, go ahead, Bill. No, I'm just thinking about what you're talking here. Uh, it just like it must have been. After people coming home and like after uh, World War II, I mean, that must have been like the most kind of what we think about patriotic. Um, you know, we, we just came home. We were like protectors or whatever is how we viewed each, you know, ourselves. And it was part of part of what made that work was our military might. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just is that must have been like a huge kind of boost or fuel for the the kind of patriotism uh, what we know of today like you know i don't know yeah and as i'm thinking about it too i think the further you go back in history the more violence is probably linked to it because then you're thinking of the concept of like the homesteader or you know i mean there's just the what i and when i think of patriotism as i go back a lot of it is linked to that sort of individual, like screw your rules, kind of like that's like the the American character. Yeah, it's so interesting though, because when I th- when I think about World War II, and we're way you know we're you all of us are too young 
uh, even though I'm a lot older than you, you know, to have experienced World War II. So uh, this is just a picture that's been painted for me. Yeah. But when I think of World War II, and part, partly painted by your grandfather for me and, you, and you know, my parents, in other words, um, th- there, was <clears throat> there was a fair amount of, you know, not individualist, Right. Being patriotic back then meant rationing gas and rash. You didn't have nylons to wear. I mean, late, women would, instead of wearing nylons, they would like, they would use mascara to paint a line down the back of their legs that made it look like the seam oh, of yeah. nylon. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, you didn't have access to steel and you didn't have, I mean, everybody was pulling together and women had to work because the men were off. And, you know, th- there is, you know, people had what are they called, like liberty gardens, right? So that you could yeah, grow yeah. vegetables because there was rationing of food. I mean, it's the most. It's like it's it's kind of socialistic, right? I mean, it's a big group effort for the country yeah. for something bigger than yourself. And and I bet if you asked, I bet if you asked somebody like my dad, what it means to be a patriot. It, uh, you know, he might take a little bit of, you know, hemming and hawing or whatever, but I, I think he would, I don't think it would be so much about the, you know, the picture I have in my head is the guy with wearing a, you know, a, a, tri, a tri-pointed hat and a <laughs> vest and, you know, puffy jet, puffy shirt and, you, right, know, right. And, you know, like on a musket or whatever it was, right? But I yeah. think he would. He, I mean, he would probably say, you know, you you just had to do. You just had to do with everybody did with less. You know, we were we were fighting this. We were fighting this enemy that was. You know, we we were really thought we were. You know, in something where you know the stakes were enormous, and it wasn't just about me or you know your your yeah. your mom. This is like you know we were all in this together, which is a different kind of patriotism than than I get when I think about the Tea Party. Or yeah, the that's definitely true. Something so, definitely happened in between this. Well, who knows if if you know if they would have felt that way if they'd been able to read everyone's thoughts from all around the country, you know, to moments notice. You know, I, yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> it's a good point. Yeah, and I mean, you've said, I mean, you know, the century of the self. Who, who's the guy who put who did the that Adam Curtis. Yeah. Adam Curtis, yeah. Right. So you, you, there's been a project going on since the, I guess, the late 70s or 80, or early 80s for sure, um, you know, basically telling us that, that what we want is what we should be getting and that we're the center of the universe, right? So it's not necessarily a surprise that people my age and people your age might see a patriot as something very individualist. Right. Even, if, even if it's just even if we even what we even if the image that I'm hanging on it is something some of the 1770s, right? <laughs> right. It may be completely like their idea of patriotism back then may have been like completely different. Yeah, man. I mean, I think this the modern kind of individualist the, the picture that you paint. I mean, it's like a lot of westerns and stuff and i i blame reagan too running as like oh i'm the gipper or whatever like yeah it's um, wait that's not i'm mixing things up anyway well yeah yeah but <laughs> it's related that's not that's not F- football playing cowboy um but yeah i mean it, there was yeah i i think that just culturally has has permeated through a lot and you know i don't know my history well enough to know who if any prominent people really like tried to link those two things or like make kind of the, the 
West kind of cowboy or rugged, rugged individualist, like a symbol of American kind of thing in the modern era. You're right. I mean, no, I think you're right on. I think it was Reagan. And there's this movement conservatism, which I still don't totally understand, but it had to do with this, this, you know, shift post Eisenhower, you know, Eisenhower was a Republican, but but kind of this, you know, like, like the, like, like the, the government is meant to serve people and there, you right. know, it's, there are the things that we can do as a, with an active federal government that's going to make everybody's lives better. And that was not a profoundly crazy statement, even coming from a Republican, like the interstate, you know, like the freeway system, the high interstate highways. Yeah. Right. But Reagan was <clears throat> maybe the best at this, you know, capturing this, this idea that we were going to like, we're moving out West and, and we're moving away from, you know, the center of like, you know, this, this center, like, uh, I don't know, the center of power or whatever Yeah, he captured yeah. It with his, you know, with his cowboy hat and he, you know, had a ranch and he rode around his horses. And I think you're right about it. I'm not sure about the exact history, you know, historical take on it, but I think the time, the timing you've got is probably right. You're fighting against some like really powerful, just base kind of human stuff too. Just like this idea of reliance on something else is like, uh, you know, it's scary and it's, it's uncomfortable and maybe even a little masculine to people where it's like, you know, I, my biology is telling me that being an individual is like, that's what is expected of me. Like I should be able to do things on my own. I should be able to protect my family. Like that's something that you're fighting against really hard. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like there's been a project since, you know, maybe, maybe since, I don't know if it was, if if it wasn't, you know, Nixon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But But this project about distrust in government, I think that's been going on for a while. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, I don't think it's very deep, right? It's almost cartoony, you know, it's like, oh, well, there's, you know, the government, they had, they had, you know, this, this contract with, uh, you know, some, you know, aerospace company or whatever. And they got, you know, toilets costing a thousand dollars or, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just these like anecdotal kind of deals. Yeah. And the type of stuff you can make, like you can create those examples if you work in government. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the type of thing that, uh, like, the government isn't helping the case at all. Like, there's all this, you know, we haven't really, uh, Social Security and stuff has kind of been gutted and everything, like, since its, its introduction and everything. There's not really, like, any big monumental kind of government programs that would make you trust or feel thankful for them. Yeah, see, that's the thing, though, right? Because you only the only time you think about the government is when they screw up. Yeah, right? I mean, all the time it's working really well. And this is coming from yeah, like we obviously we don't like we're not disabled or we don't rely on on the government in the same way um, as if we did have like you know better kind of universal programs. But so it's easy to say this, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it they don't. I'm sure I'm sure disabled people who rely on that are not too keen on government moves either because there was like that whole during the Trump administration there was cuts to you know funds and I think what was it SIS what's the 
SSID. I'm trying to think. Yeah, of. that's still. Yeah, that's yeah. The, I think it's the. I think you're thinking about the disability part of Social Security. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Maybe. Anyway, I mean, it just is like it. It. It feeds into this kind of easy thing of like, well, you don't know what's going on. It's behind closed doors. There's potential for kind of corruption and self-serving kind of stuff. You know, it, it hurts when that stuff actually happens. Yeah. I mean, either you're either you're having an experience, right, which you which you then generalize to the whole or you've you have some set of, you know, data points that you that may not be exactly, you know, representative that you're you're basing your view on. So, you know, we have this reading, we have this book club Mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, with Ron and Gina and a couple of other friends, KP and Lydia. And we're, so this week we're reading a couple of articles from, I think it's the Lancet on health, the healthcare system in the United States. So it's, you know, it's kind of academic kind of stuff. They're only a few pages long and they're mostly, you know, manageable, um, but but Ron read this stuff and he said I had no idea I really had no idea how Medicaid worked like I just didn't uh, like all I knew about Medicaid was like it's a kind of a welfare and I heard about welfare queens and you know this is like this can't be good because the government's running it and then he's like I didn't like I had no idea like who like how many people actually use it how much money goes to it that it's funded by both the federal and the state government each state does its own like all this stuff right all that all that stuff requires work. I mean, he's reading an article from the Lancet for goodness sake. Right. And it's just easier to get some vibe about it. And if, if, you know, the people you're hanging around with say the same thing, then, you know, it's like, okay, check. I got, I kind of got it. Medicaid is, you know, people who can't get their crap together or whatever. I don't think he really thought that, but you know, it, in other words, there's nothing fun about learning this stuff. And it's low commitment to, to think about it. I mean, it's not like if you were getting benefits from the government, then maybe you'd, you'd be a little hesitant to say stuff like this, but it's like, well, if there's no real, like it doesn't change anything. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Screw the government. Okay. What, what you're saying to these social reasons. I'm going to shift gears. That's a more positive. I think it's may I get all frustrated when I did this, but <laughs> I was, I think you guys have both. Well, let me just start with this. I'm going to start. I'm going to start obliquely. I'm going to start at a weird angle. Okay. okay. So do you know? Do you know how I feel about soup? Have I told you? Um, how I feel about soup? You're a fan, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, go ahead. I, I that's not bringing any bells. <laughs> okay. So my thing about soup is, I like soup, but I don't like being the kind of person who likes soup. <laughs> Are you with me? Not I'm really? not because I don't have any <laughs> preconceived notions about yeah, exactly. who but okay. I can my, kind of get what you're saying. Yeah, in my mind, I got no beef with soup. I don't I mean that's not probably yeah. not right. <laughs> I don't have any like I like soup. I mean, I I I like it. It's fine. Sometimes it's great, but I don't like being the kind of person in my mind, the kind right, of person right. who like, is a soup eater. Like a soup eater is an old guy, you know, who did, like, <laughs> I was gonna say. Like, you know, not a, you know, not a manly, you know. Like, <laughs> you see, you see a guy in, in the coffee shop eating soup. It's just because when you what soup, you think of this guy. Yeah. So like the guy can't, what's the guy can't handle a sandwich? Yeah, come on. I don't, I don't know. It's a stupid thing. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not defending it. It's the most crazy thing, right? 
Because I in because I will freely admit that I like. I guess what I'm saying is I don't like myself. I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. if you want a tip on feeling more manly when you eat soup, just drink it. Oh, yeah. Just take the bowl right. and tip it up like you're oh, Japanese. Or, yeah, dude, just put like big meat chunks in there. Everybody will know you have functioning teeth then. Yeah. <laughs> it is really weird because I don't have any problem eating salad. Like if somebody says, do you like salad? I say, yeah, I do like salad. I really do like salad. So I don't know. I mean, why salad's no more manly than soup? I don't know. Yeah, but it's healthy. You know, you're you're making another point with the salad. Oh, I see. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm saying I'm like I'm I'm okay with my masculinity. Is this like so? Did everyone? Did anyone ever give you like a weird look when you're eating soup? Like I, I don't know. I'd have to go under hypnosis or something. <laughs> I can't remember. I don't think we ate that much soup when I was a kid. I think maybe that's part of it. Ah, I gotcha. I don't know. Soup drinkers are the other to you. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But here's my here's where I'm going with this. You guys have said. I think you both have said. You know, if you ask, if you actually ask Americans what they want, they're they're much more supportive of these progressive, um, socialist, you know, programs than you would expect, given 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 how you know these policies are not being picked up in you know in Congress. In Washington. Mm-hmm. Okay? <clears throat> yeah. So I, went, I actually went and looked at how uh, uh, polls, these are all polls from uh, Pew Research. And this, so this is a, uh, this is like a gold-plated, you know, top-notch, sterling sort of uh, organization. You know, mm-hmm. this is good, like good polling. <clears throat> so first of all, 55%, so the majority of Americans have a negative view of socialism. Yeah. But as you're going to see, the majority of them support all this, just like you said, all these programs, which makes me think they're like me and soup, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. They like democratic socialism. They just don't want to be the kind of people who, you know, who get tagged with that, that name. Yeah. Okay, so here, let me read you some of these things. Maybe these won't be surprising to you. They were, I mean, they was really, so the breadth of this was surprising to me, okay? So I have these grouped. One is the eco- economic system is stacked in favor of the rich and powerful, okay? So I'll just, I'll just lay out a few of these. 70% of adult Americans and 50% of Republicans say the U.S. economic system unfairly favors the powerful. Half of Republicans and 70% of all right. Americans. 61% of adult Americans say there's too much economic inequality in the U.S., and most of them think that the following have too much power and influence in the economy. 84% say that applies to politicians, 82% large corporations, 82% the wealthy, 74% think health insurance companies have too much power and influence, banks 64%, tech companies 61%. If you ask that about unions, only 30% of pe- 31% of people think they have too much power. Yeah. Only 37% of Americans approve the, the 2017 corporate tax cut. And 67% of adult Americans support a federal minimum wage of $15. And that was back in 2019. I bet the number's higher now. Okay, so that's one. Federal spending is out of whack and needs to be refocused. The majority of Americans support increases in federal spending on education, 72%, veterans benefits, 72%, rebuilding bridges and highways, 62%, Medicare, 55%, 
environmental protection, 55%, healthcare, 53%, and scientific research, 52%. 63% of adult Americans support tuition-free public college and universities. Wow. 63% say it's the responsibility of the federal government to make sure every American has health care coverage. That's up four points. Yeah, man. Since a year ago. This is, this is actually 2019, I think. So this is before the, this is before the pandemic. Yeah. Imagine the sport's higher now. Okay, opportunities aren't equal and people need help. 65% of Americans say, and 45% of Republicans say, so almost half, say that the main reason people are rich is because they've had more advantages in life than most other people. 71% and 53%, sorry, 55% of Republicans say people are poor because they've faced more obstacles in life. 79% of all Americans and 56% of conservatives, as well as 48% of high-income Republicans say another economic stimulus package will be necessary due to COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Immigration. Immigrants deserve protection and fair treatment. 68% of adults say medical care should be provided to undocumented immigrants with COVID. 74% say granting permanent legal status to immigrants who came over as kids illegally yeah. uh, support giving them citizenship. The election process is cumbersome and beholden to money. 69% of Americans support automatic registration of eligible voters. 52% say that all elections should be held by mail. 77% say there should be limits on the amount of money uh, that individuals and organizations can spend on political campaigns. So that sounds like a that sounds like the majority of Americans feel very strongly about things that are way far to the left of where the Democrats are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's troubling. I, I feel like a lot of people just don't, they feel helpless. You know, they, they don't feel like they can run for office and, you know, like we were talking about before, it's like, it's kind of like you just take what you can get and we've, everything's kind of conditioned to be like, trust these people. These are the experts. They know certain reasons why certain things can't happen right now, you know, just to wait for the right strategy. These guys, you know, know what they're doing. And just that has been like effectively pacifying for a lot of people. I mean, to me, this feels like this, this system is, um, the system is not rep is not reflecting what people want. I mean, it seems like democracy is not being completely democratic. Yeah. Yeah. So the upside of this is if you could figure out what's in the way, what's getting in the way, you, you should see a lot of things change, right? So what do you guys, I mean, what do you think, what are, what's, what are the obstacles, 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 obstacles <laughs> that are There's, keeping yeah. this latent, you know, the latent preferences of people being polled anyways, from being pulled through to policy. I think that, you know, because the parties aren't government entities and, you know, they're private kind of things that there is no kind of, you know, they can kind of tamper around and control the primary process. And because the, these two parties dominate uh, our political system, there's no real way to get out of that. Um, or at least no easy way. And so there's always like hesitation to try and break away. And, you know, it's now it's 
could a third party even you know come to power it's a, there's a lot of questions like that and that wouldn't solve it on its own either yeah the problem i mean we're the the issue is that the people that hold all the levers to changing these things are the ones that are part of the projects to that are that are like the reason why there's that big discrepancy and you, you know? know on top of that also you've got like different kind of how uh districts are are laid out and everything very beneficial to certain people running and you know i don't know you can just have people because of the lack of like you know congressional term limits or whatever you can have people just sit in there for their entire career um yeah so i was what i was trying to do is i'm trying i'm agreeing with you i mean i'm not saying i I don't really have any insight that you guys don't have i was trying to find the you know so you said the people who have the levers right don't want this to change I think you said something like that. Yeah. So I'm trying to think, like, what are those friggin' levers and how do we take them away? Right. I was shocked. So there's this, so <clears throat> there's an amendment to essentially undo Citizens United. So Citizens United, I think, was decided in 2010, maybe? Something like that. Uh, yeah. So like the next year, there's been a, yeah. there have been amendments put forth before Congress, I think almost in every, in every Congress since then, to basically say that, that corporations are not, you know, are not citizens. They don't get, they don't yeah. get, they don't get to have the, these, you know, First Amendment protections, right? They, you know, so you can't, so, you know, if a corporation's not a person and then the corporation doesn't get free speech, the corporation doesn't get free speech, then you can, in fact, limit how much money they contribute. I mean, I think that was the line of thinking that the Supreme Court used. Like, these, you know, a corporation is essentially an individual. Individual has a right to free speech. Free speech essentially encompasses, you know, making political donations, therefore, et cetera. So this has been yeah. this has been put forth in front of Congress in every session, and it never goes anywhere. Yeah, despite despite what we just read, I mean, pe- people think pe- the vast majority of people think that corporations and politicians and et cetera, you know, the wealthy have too much power, and it's That's clear that you know, I mean, it's, it's clear like, that they're exerting power because yeah. I mean, all these things that you all these things that you. You see listed as what people really want and not just a minor majority, like a solid majority of people repeatedly want these things and it doesn't happen. So something's getting in the way. And Yeah, and, yeah. But what are you supposed to do? Yeah, right. think about it. Like you storm the Capitol? <laughs> no, I mean, that's not that, like whatever, hardy har har. But like we just yeah. saw that, you know. Even if those people had a plan, it's like nothing. Well, I'm just try- I guess what I'm trying to say, I guess what it I'm trying to say used is as like oh, these anarchist terrorists or whatever trying to take over a country. So like what, no, I, I, what I, do I guess, you do other than primarying people? And then in that kind of situation, they have all the kind of levers of power, like Bobby's saying. I guess what I'm asking is I don't really have a th- I don't have a thought here. I mean, I have a thought, but I don't have much more than a thought. I'm, I'm wondering whether you should get all the shoulders behind one thing. Like all the shoulders behind one thing, like people who are what shoulders about though. Well, like, yeah, what, I mean, like what pressure are you going to put on these people that they that is going to even come close to matching the pressure that's coming from the people that like that? That's the problem. There's almost none of these people who you can pressure with something other than money that they that they're not already getting from someone you know someone who's more powerful than you and your friends. 
I think if somebody beat the drum very hard, like if Bernie kind of dropped that in 2020 for some reason, maybe yeah. too focus on, on Emperor and beat the drum on Medicare for all. But I think it does help. I think if somebody was nonstop just saying like, this is the root of like a lot of issues and a lot of obstacles we face and just continue to bang the drum about, you know, citizens United overturn it then maybe you'd see more public opinion kind of turn in that direction and more so than it actually is. Maybe not, just it's more talked about. I don't know. It, I guess that's hard, what I'm, okay. I think things help. I don't know. I guess I'm saying that, you know, if, if, if everybody, if, let's suppose there's, uh, there's 150 million people who think that Citizens United shouldn't be, you know, it, should, it shouldn't be the law of the land or some version of that, right? So maybe they maybe they still think that corporations should be able to make donations, but, but you know, state and federal legislatures should be able to limit how much they contribute, right? Yeah. That's probably got yeah. fairly broad support. And I mean among voters. I don't mean among politicians, right? Yeah. It, seems like, it seems like if any time in a country's history where you could actually get those people pointed the same direction, it would be during the internet era. You know, where you can actually collect a dollar from somebody, right? You know, it's not, it doesn't cost a dollar fifty to collect a dollar from somebody now. It costs nothing to collect a dollar from somebody. It seems like now would be the time that you could actually get, if you could just like focus on one thing. And I mean, everybody, I mean, Black Lives Matter, feminists, yeah. like, you know, whatever. Like, it, it, it doesn't seem like that the, it doesn't seem like the money part of this, the Citizens United stuff. That doesn't seem to be like super lefty, super righty, super not. I mean, it just seems like, you know, this yeah. is not, this is like getting in the way of our, having our voices heard. I don't know whether that's right or not. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I mean, like you were saying, there's like a, a big portion of people, at least polled, that uh, think that politicians and, and the rich and powerful have way too much power. Or, you know, it's kind of a feedback loop where they're, you know, they benefit the most from it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I found this somewhat, I found this actually somewhat heartening. I mean, it's frustrating in one level because it's like, oh, this doesn't work. Like, it's not really working. Like, people want this. Yeah. And I know just, I know you can't, like, it's just because people want it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. But, I mean, this is a friggin' democracy. And it's not like the stuff that they're saying, like, the, like the things that I, and, and I didn't really, I didn't do, like, uh, cherry picking. I just looked at what people wanted. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. impossible to do. Just to me, all of this stuff just makes me feel the same way that I felt before, which is, like, okay. So you can get public support behind something. You just read me a bunch of numbers that show that doesn't mean shit. Yeah, it doesn't mean shit. That's the point. I mean, that's the point I was making. The point, I'm, I guess the point I'm making is that what people want is not getting reflected by what the policies that are being made in D.C. Now, I don't know that that means that there can be a solution to it. But I'm not yeah. sure that there's a, I'm not sure there's a massive educational like cha change people's opinion. Yeah, to yeah. What needs to be done either. Right. Right. That's, I think that's a central sort of argument of Bernie's like candidacy. Right. right. I mean, Bernie, but, got, Bernie got, he got forked, right? He just yeah. got, he got steamrolled by the, by the machine. Yeah. And that's, that's more what I mean is it's like, you see some, some like very successful examples of people trying to do this and it's still not even close to enough. 
Like, I, I just don't know. I feel like we need to, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like, it doesn't, it doesn't do much for me in terms of like making me feel more resolute or anything because it's like, yeah, I feel like that's where we were. And like, we just got shown that like, yeah. And not only will nothing happen, like a good chunk of the people that you were relied on as part of your coalition are just like totally happy to unplug and just be like, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it does kind of like res- it kind of sticks in my brain a little bit. I kind of know that it's not going to get any better. Like, you know, I kind of know that he's not any better than Trump. I kind of know all this stuff, but but I'm just going to let myself not think about it. Yeah, I mean, that. <clears throat> I do think that is a problem, uh, especially on, I mean, especially for people that are leaning on these issues that go to the left. I do think that's right. I mean, there aren't really enough dirt poor people with pitchforks and, you know, torches to change things. So there are good hearted people in the middle who say, well, this isn't right. You know, that like, you know, people are making more than $15 an hour who say $15 an hour is like the minimum. Like we, we need to have a minimum, like a working, a working wage. They feel that, but they don't feel it the same way that, you know, like you know, they're not hungry in their belly and pissed off. Yeah, they're way more likely to accept the excuses I was talking about. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Life's, life's actually pretty, I mean, if we're honest about it, life's pretty good. It's just like it's unevenly spread around. And there are some people that's, that are, yeah. you know, like there's just some wealth that's in, impossible. You can't even get your head around it, right? That's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not even doing any good for anyone in a lot of these. That's I think that's yeah, one of the things that really like sort of makes us all pissed off and makes us want something different is that as humans, we're looking at this from a big picture and being like, well, look, there's just all this stuff sitting on the table. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still optimistic. Maybe because I'm like, maybe because I'm a couple of waves behind you guys, you know? I mean, I think there's definitely reason for optimism and I think there's stuff to be learned from that where it's like, Maybe it doesn't have to be your prime kind of thing is, is winning people over on ideas, on these ideas. I think it's still very important that we crank those numbers up so it's it's more difficult for politicians to avoid these things. But um, I don't know. I think I need to figure out a way to marshal people's <laughs> negativity. No, pessimism. <laughs> I think I need to marshal people's like throw, having thrown in the towel. Like I'm still, I'm still interested in this idea of, of people of, of anti-voting. I don't mean negative voting, like what's his name was talking about. I mean like having a way for people to register, like they're really going to vote. They have their vote counted, and it's counted as we're not voting for any of you. We're 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 objecting to the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I think that would be very powerful. Like these votes could have been up. These votes could have been yours. Had you done this, whatever this is, right? Yeah, I remember you talking about this a while back. Well, I don't know. I, yeah, that's about all I'd done with it. So get them to anti-vote and then kick in a dollar to get rid of money in politics. Yeah, I mean, if you could organize, that's like just another one of these things. Is it relies on the organization that like would kind of win us some of these things anyway? Um. It just is – it's like one of these problems with just a – you know, that you run into where you're trying to make like a system out of like just a lot of a lot of people. 
is like these social things where people are kind of waiting on other people to do things. They're kind of, you know, afraid of reactions and, and risks. And I don't know. I feel like if everybody lacked those kind of inhibitions about, you know, I don't know. I well, we don't have any more because we have, you know, popular mandate for a lot of these things. We, we don't have any concept of solidarity between people. Like that's, I think maybe something that we'd have to work on before any of this stuff works. Cause yeah, you said it's a cultural problem. I think that's what you said. Yeah, man. It's culture. It's uh, hard to change. I'm just thinking of all the liberals that are like, that are like convinced that the way to become more progressive is to like try to get people fired from their jobs or like, like that kind of stuff where it's like, it might even not be a bad thing. But it's like you're coming at it from the wrong perspective already right there. What do you mean by that, by getting people fired from their jobs? I think that that might be a way to kind of exercise power where they're otherwise powerless. No, you're right. You're right. Make them more progressive. I don't know. That might be. But Well, I guess what I'm saying is I think that's being offered as an alternative. And so I should back up. I I completely went to – like I – two steps ahead of what I was actually trying to say. Well, which thank is, goodness, because I, I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I think what Billy was talking about with, you know, people will accept sort of these other explanations or if you're not like just in the shit, basically, you yeah. I think you're much more likely to accept, oh, well, it's just not possible right now or we don't have the support for this or, you know, any of these things that's like an excuse not to do something. And... I think one of the predominant ways that they sort of reroute that energy is through these sort of consolation prizes as it's, I can't think of another way to, to put it, but like identity stuff is often a consolation prize. Like, Oh, well we can't do anything you want, but there's a black VP, black woman VP, you know, like, like that was, they didn't win that. Joe Biden just gave that to those people. Yeah. And yeah, like that's and it, it like, you know, I'm sure a lot of people would be offended that I said that, but that is, that's the fact of it. It wasn't a one thing that is, that is a token being given to you. Not that she's a token, but that, right, that, that, that no, yeah, her, her getting that position her. is, then giving you something to say, okay, here's your little thing. Now shut up. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. There's a lot of performative kind of. This should this should be enough to keep you in the camp for a while. Yeah, there's no there's yeah. no good kind of you know childhood kind of you know mothers don't get paid time off that they need to raise their kids. But you know we're all having these discussions about like. Thing all the women that uh, that are in Biden's cabinet, it's like, well, if you really want to make a difference to women, make a difference to women. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the sanitation should should be free. I don't know, like it's all the just, stuff it's, that we could afford, but we just don't do because I don't know they don't deserve it. Well, yeah, it's it's that it's it's obviously a political tool because it's like, oh yeah, Betsy DeVos. Well, oh, but she's bad. Obviously, yes, she is bad, but we're just like exposing the, you know, fact that like this stuff doesn't matter to you either. 
it's it's just i mean it's it, it really is like a lot of the cultural stuff is basically just like a pacifier yeah throwing you a bone well i mean the other way to the other i mean i think two things can be true at the same time right so i think i mean i think it's a major step that we have somebody who looks like who is like Kamala Harris as vice president. I mean, that does say something about where the country is, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we were there. We were no, there. No, That's the problem. In my opinion, I, I think I we know. were there. I'm, it's I'm not, just, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not arguing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> arguing with you. I'm saying that there's, there is an accomplishment in that. It's just, it's just, it's just frustrating. Like that's going to be enough. For a lot of people, yeah. I understand how, I mean, I, I can't totally understand because I'm not black. I'm not Indian. I'm not yeah. a woman. So this probably looms much larger for those people. You know, it probably, it probably does. It probably does have more impact and import than it could ever have for me. And so I'm not going to judge that. It's just that it's, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's one person. It's one really, really important position but yeah. like you're saying, you know, <laughs> what happened to child care? Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, what, happened to, what happened to equal pay? Yeah. What happened to what happened to parental leave? What I mean, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. We shouldn't forget that that Biden is very old. He's had kind of health problems, so it's not some meaningless pick. Like she could be president, um, and you know, more likely to be president than a you know other recent presidents, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and they, they won, they won with her, they, they won with her on the ticket, which is, right, it, right. which and is, does say something, but it does. Yeah. Like, is, at, it, I think what you guys are saying is <laughs> the other thing it says about us is like, or at least some of us, what so says we're willing to just, you know, like that's going to be enough. Yeah. Or that this isn't because like, she's a woman or it's not because there's like this, this, I don't know, exaltation of women or anything like it. It doesn't equate to much. I don't know. I, I think you're both right in that this is like a signifier. This and Obama are a signifier that we are here where it's like, you know, there's not enough potent racism to keep these, these, you know, these candidates down. Um, but at the same time, I do think that we probably were there before Obama. Um, it's just like, good it, Lord, it's 2021. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's because we're in a, we're an incredibly wealthy country. I mean, this is the part yeah. that is frustrating to me. I, maybe that's what you're saying, Bob. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It's and cascading. It's got cascading effects because there's all, you know, generational wealth. And, you know, I think we probably and were ready for a non-white president far before someone would be in that position to run for president and have that kind of support just because that's kind of on a, on a wave behind. Yeah. Yeah. No, the politicians are, are congratulating us for being, you know, finally to the point, but it's them that were the ones that were keeping those people from doing it. Yeah. And that's how it, that's how it all works. I mean, I think it's also a big difference. Just Obama straight, he just won the presidency outright. Yeah. 
he just won the presidency outright against someone who I think we could say was at least a decent candidate. You know, Palin definitely was a big black mark on that campaign, but that wasn't a non-contentious campaign. Yeah. And I mean, it, it really is. It's like, I think people get misled into thinking that, yeah, we are ready for this now, as opposed to that, like, they're ready to give it to us now. Yeah. 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 Like, they, I see what they, you're saying. It, yeah. How, I mean, how would you not, I, it's just hard for me to think of someone in that position and think how you wouldn't be patronized by this. I, don't know. I mean, oh, yeah. Joe Biden, like, per, I mean, I personally think he's a racist. So I think that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's coloring my thinking. But that guy, this ancient guy who can barely even speak on his own, like, you have to, you have to be thankful to him for picking Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's really insulting. Like, uh, yeah. And obviously, like we're, we're a couple of white men, so it's like you know we don't. It, this all comes from that lens, but uh, you know, I, so we're we're, ne- we're definitely not getting these things like you're saying. I'm not Indian. I'm not black. I'm not a woman. These probably do mean a lot because, like what we're saying, these things don't come around a lot. So it's like you know. But you shouldn't be you shouldn't be thankful to the politicians for finally giving this to you. Yeah. I get it. Bobby. You were ready for it. it. I get but, it. Yeah, I get I it. Mean, That's a, that was your point about Obama. You're, you're saying that the country, it, it had it been had it been a closer call, you could have made the argument that the country wasn't quite ready or was just barely ready. But the, the country was clearly ready. Yeah, and if you look at demographics, it been, it they been, did it. it they did yeah. it. It wasn't us white people that that voted Obama in. Like right. it was turnout from other communities that we have basically not even really seen since. Right. I mean, last year was was you know it touched a lot of those, but it was basically because we had like a super election. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just think that like if if well Georgia, I think Georgia maybe was the was the maybe the counter example, or maybe not a counter example. I mean, Georgia was there was a tremendous amount of turnout and a lot of work, right, to get the to get the black vote out. Yeah, but I mean, proportionally, I'm not saying it was the same as. Yeah, as, it's yeah. I guess it's it's just everyone kind of gets the benefit of like pretty much the vote. The amount of people that vote goes up every time, right? And, you know, with like I, I, if we don't do mail-in voting, I would expect that this one will probably go down, like yes. this next election. But I don't know. I just think that if we had, you know, more non-white people as kind of like the lineup of candidates, like each time, we would find. I, I think people would be surprised at how okay we are with this. I you know, totally, I think, yeah. I think it's just because of the factors I was talking about generational wealth and older people who are still like more racist, you know, being in, in positions of power to select people. And, um, yeah, you know, all these things that, that cascade, it's like, I think we already like I'd be saying, like, we don't really have, you know, at, at least yeah, I'd the system is the systems, the system's getting in the way of yeah, what the country, what the country is ready for. Yeah, there's a relatively small portion of America who are just like, no, 
no-go on people who don't look like me, you know, leading or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's what happened with it's what happened with same-sex marriage. I mean, the the, the whatever happened. I mean, the 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 politicians caught up with the with the country. It wasn't the country that wasn't yeah. okay with it. You know, when you have Florida saying that ex-con should ex-felons should be able to vote, and then the, and the politicians like get in the way of that in Florida, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, does, it tells you a lot. It tells you a lot, and the and the mail-in voting thing. I mean, that is racist, yeah. or, it's, or or it's classist or something. I mean, you know. Like, you know, if you, if you're holding down one job and you can't go, you can't go on election day to vote, or you're holding down two jobs and you are two jobs and you single parent, you know, mail-in voting makes a huge difference. That, that's, yeah. you know, so it's, it, I don't know. And Stacey Abrams and her group, I mean, they did, they did really probably, I mean, it was so close in Georgia that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm talking about in the runoffs especially, but, but in, but in the, in the general election also. Um, I think you could argue that that community got out and and made a difference, but I get I, th- yeah. I think I get what you, I think I get what you're saying. I mean, I hadn't thought about it. I hadn't thought about Biden picking Kamala as a gift. You know, I mean, like it doesn't matter if it's a gift or not. It's it's just it it goes against the way that they're going to portray it to people to get them to like them. And it yeah. just like I, I can't stand this shit because it's like that's like the most clear example of what I was saying where it's like, OK, well, you can't have anything you want, but like we'll give you this. You know, it's not going to change your life at all. Um, but, you know, we'll do this for you. We'll do this for you. And it's something that, that we have control over and we're deciding that, you know, you could have this little thing. This, but this is all the thing that's getting in the way between what people want, all those stats that I read, and what's actually happening, right? It's the, it's the establishment that's saying, we're not going to let that happen. Yeah, I mean, partially it's also, it's more, it's more complicated than that, I think, because we do, like, as Americans, a lot of the time, we are thinking of things through the lens of, like, here's how you gain value as a politician and that's on their terms. And, you know, so there may just, it may be that the female candidates that we get tend to not have the resumes that we like or, or, you know, have some problems that we, that we see with them based on those other decisions that we didn't get a chance to see, you know? So it, it just may also be that we're not getting like they're not the candidates that they would be if there wasn't this sort of all of the restriction in place and just inherent in you know party politics. You're saying <laughs> you don't advance far if you support certain things or oppose certain things. Yeah, yeah. So the people that we get are people like Hillary Clinton, where it's you know like insanely hardened like political operator. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know. Where it's like, okay, you get on a national stage and like every, that just turns people off. Or yeah. Warren, where it's like, you know, I think for the most part, that was a resume that that made a lot of people excited. And then you see her actually, you know, talk about the stuff and oppose, like come into conflict with people that have like very similar stated yeah. goals. Yeah. It, it's that kind of thing where it's like, like that's I think Warren was a really weird example of one where it was like I wanted to to like her, yeah, and then it's just like oh you know start to kind of see what she's doing. Yeah, 
That's really unfortunate. Man, it's weird from like I like from a strategic point, I feel like she was a little too squishy. There's a little bit too much uh I don't know. There's a little well, bit she got in Bernie's way, that's for sure. Well that's for sure. I'm trying to Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, divorce that from everything because I'm obviously very bitter about all that. Uh, yeah. But you know, I think just from a strategic standpoint. She changed a little bit too much. She shifted on some things, and it just didn't. Just from like a feeling standpoint, it didn't feel like she was. She had like a a root in the ground that she was not moving from. I don't know. Yeah, weird. Well, I was doing well. Now I'm now I'm depressed again. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's time for the <laughs> it's time for the palate cleanser. Are you guys up for that? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You guys hear that? All right. (laughs) You know what that means is that tastes a little gamey. The game show portion of our podcast, our so-called podcast. (laughs) All right, here we go. All right, this week, uh, let's see who went first. Let me give you the, the categories. The categories may have changed. Oh. They haven't. They haven't. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. You don't, you don't call, you don't write. That something's missing. Innocent until proven guilty pleasures. That's pop culture from Pakistan. Her suit is too tight. Facial hair are superheroes. Science fiction, sometimes science, sometimes friction. And frame that tune. Music that I don't know much about, but you might. Okay. Okay. I think who went think, first last time? I think I went first. I'm not sure. Okay. Though. Bobby. All right. Hang on, let me get let me get the uh, let me get the scorecard set up. Uh, Robert R A N and William Andrew. Okay. All right, we're ready. Bobby. Okay. Um, Pick a category. Let's do her suit is too tight. Her suit is too tight. In the movie Anchorman, Ron Burgundy says that what superhero was denied a bank loan? This is multiple choice. A, the Phantom. B, the Flash. C, the Punisher. D, the Human Torch. Oh, man. Yeah. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Yeah, it'd just be a hard guess for me. Yeah. You I'm going to say the Human Torch. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, nicely done. Okay, that's one. You know, I noticed we didn't have anything to talk about, but this is a this has gone extra long. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, Billy. Uh, let's see. Innocent? No, no. It's uh, her suit is too tight, right? Right. True or false? True or false? On average. Redheaded people are more sensitive to pain. False. Oh, what is this? What is true. this pseudoscience? I don't believe this. I'm I'm calling. I'm calling. You, you look me, it up. Would you like me to tell? Would you like me to explain? <laughs> this it is to like you? racist shit. I don't know. You know, black people don't feel as much pain as the the average white. 
that might be true if they're redheaded black people. The okay, MC I, this one, is going to come back with like they get sunburned easily. It's like that's not. No, the same no, 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 thing. no. I'm going to explain it to you. <laughs> All right. MC one R gene that is linked with red hair also codes for a receptor that's that's related to another family receptors involved in perceiving pain. They don't really understand it, so it might be pseudoscience, but that is the thinking currently. Okay, okay. Okay, so Billy loses, <laughs> but with I'm going to put an objection, one objection. <laughs> okay. All right. By the way, you're just playing for yourselves this week. We had All nobody right, okay, respond yeah. to our request. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not That's a single email came in. Probably not, not, even, not even from your girlfriend, Bobby. <laughs> some yeah. kind of technical difficulty. I don't know. I don't think she listens, so it's okay. Yeah, well, yeah, Gina doesn't listen either. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, Billy, your pick. You don't call, you don't write. Something's missing. Innocent till proven guilty pleasures. Pop culture from our friends in Pakistan. Uh, science <laughs> fiction. I mean, it's pop culture that you should know about, but the person who wrote the, the trivia questions is from Pakistan. Science fiction, sometimes science, sometimes fiction. Oh, and right, then, right. Music that I don't know. This is, I, I outsourced it, right? Gotcha. Um, let's do Frame That Tune. Frame That Tune. Okay, here we go. The year is 2005. The month is January. And there are a couple of top songs. Billy, here's your song. Tell me the song. The name of the song, I mean, the artist, and uh, name the album. Okay. Are you right? You ready? Yes. Okay. Man, that was easy. <laughs> really? You know, like yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Gorillas feel good ink, and it's on Demon Dead. Whoa! Are you kidding me? That was one of the CDs that we had, like when it came out. <laughs> one of our favorite artists, man. Wow. That's three points for Billy. One, two. I got lucky there, man. Okay, but yeah. listen to this. Uh, let's see. Do I have this right? Do, 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 do. So later on, there's this riff. Listen to this. This is not for points. This is just as I was listening because I don't know any of their music. But listen to this. This is from their song. Yeah. You got that? Yeah. Okay. That was uh, 2005. Listen to this. This is from U2, 1997. Yeah. Oh, I remember this one. Staring at the sun. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hmm. Did Sounds Bono go have a word with Damon Albarn about that? I don't know. I mean... No, that is very, yeah. Uh, oh, no. Sounds pretty yeah. similar to me. Undeniable parallels there, for sure. Okay. Bobby. Here it is. The year is 2005. The month is January. Here's the song. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, right here. Name the name of the song, the artist, and the name of the album. Rob the jewelry store and tell him make me a grill. Oh fuck! God, why can I not think of this? I was literally just listening. Yo. 
to start an epidemic with this one. Epidemic. <laughs> yeah, I know what this is. Uh, uh-huh. So, so, yeah. Got 30 down at the bottom, 30 more at the top. All invisible set and little ice cube blocks. If I could call it a drink, call it a smile on the rocks. If I could call out a vice, um, I call out a lot. I got like me. platinum and white clothes, traditional gold. I'm changing grills every day, like Jay changed clothes. I might be grilled out nicely. Yeah, I actually don't know. I assume this was on a Nelly album, but I don't know who, who else that is. Right. What's that? I don't know if it's called Make Me a Grill, but. It's like grill. Uh, I believe yeah. it's Nelly. Yeah. And the album though. Yeah, I don't know the album. I don't know the album. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know any of his albums <laughs> past okay, like 2001. I'm giving you two. The, the song is called Grills with a Z. It is grills, Nelly. Even, yeah. And the album is Sweatsuit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. That's tied now. It's tied. Three apiece. Okay. Bobby, you're up. The categories, you don't call, you don't write, something's missing. Innocent till proven guilty pleasure, that's pop culture. And science friction, sometimes science, sometimes friction. Let's do guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures. Innocent till proven, therefore. Kylie Jenner's daughter, Stormy, turned one year old. What was the theme of her birthday party? A, Stormy World. B, Baby Shark. C, Beauty and the Beast. D, Puppies. Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were the first two? A, Stormy World. B, Baby Shark. C, Beauty and the Beast. D, Puppies. I'm going to say A, but I have no idea. Wow. Nice. All right. The answer is Stormy World. Billy, you're up. It's right. now four to th- now four to three. Bobby's in the lead. What thing did Justin and Haley Bieber not reveal in their Vogue interview? A. They waited to have sex until they were married. B. They're in therapy. C. Haley was a super fan before they even met. D. Things ended badly when they dated in 2016. This is what they did not reveal. It's something that apparently is true, oh, like but did not reveal in the Vogue interview. Okay. okay. Um, uh, all right. What were they again? A, they waited to, <laughs> A, Stormy World. No, A, they waited no, no, to no. have sex <laughs> until they were married. B, they're in therapy. C, Haley was a super fan before they'd even met. D things into badly when they dated in 2016. Oh, I wanted to say therapy, but that's the type of thing these people talk about on these these interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the way you're thinking through this. Good call. Yeah, um, I don't know that they dated in 2016 or whatever. Maybe. Oh, that the the right answer is apparently Haley was a super fan before they'd even met. I can imagine why you don't share that information. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, okay. A little weird. Bobby is in the lead, four to three. Okay. And it is, Billy, your pick. It's science friction or you don't call, you don't write. Um, you don't call, you don't write. You don't call, you don't write. Something's missing. Okay, here we go. Which mammal 
does not have vocal cords. There's this, this is, is not multiple choice. This is <laughs> okay. What? How is that? How many mammals are there? Uh, thousands. Whatever there are, one of them doesn't have vocal cords. Uh, I feel like there's got to be some kind of hint or like mammal. <laughs> mammal. Yeah, maybe if he. What is that? A phylum? What is that? <laughs> a mammal is something. A mammal is an animal. That <laughs> like how high up of, of, in the classification <laughs> is that? Like what? How <laughs> many subcategories? Mammals are warm-blooded animals whose mothers feed them milk, I believe. Does that help? Uh, <laughs> does that help? Um, doesn't have focal cords. You want some more hints? I mean, I'm not I supposed guess, to be in yeah, I would. Uh, what mammal doesn't have what? Uh, let's You're see. not even going to give me like rodent a- or like what Africa. kind of moved, like Africa. Uh. <laughs> There's so many things, man. And you don't think about the so th- animals that you see that you never hear. <laughs> yeah, that's I was like, I just gotta guess which one of you can't talk. <laughs> well, you should just walk around with a gun outside the sh- and the shy see, see which one of them. Yeah, um, it's gonna be like some animal that I hadn't heard no, you of. Know, you know this animal. No, you, you this is a well-known animal. Okay. Um, I can give you more hints. I don't know. It's up to Bobby. I don't care. All right, hold on. Well, we, Billy, hang on to that. We've never done this before. Just, just, just let your subconscious work on it. Okay. Oh, we're gonna do mine. <laughs> Bobby, how many letters in the English alphabet are not included in the proper Italian alphabet? Hmm. Let's see. How many? Um, I don't know that I've ever seen a W or an X in Italian. Uh, Let's see. And it's just how many? Correct. I don't have to identify them? Okay. I'm going to say four. You were close. It's J, K, W, X, and Y. You were right about W and Ah. X. Even though they sometimes use J, there's a Jazzy, right, uh, town named Jazzy, but uh, it's not included in the proper Italian alphabet. So you were really close. Man, man. I thought, honestly, I thought Y might not be one of them. I didn't want to say that one. No. K is a CH sound here. Right. Okay. Um, there's really no, there's really no, actually, when we think about it, there's no need for a K in the English language, is there? Probably well, I mean, not. You maybe, know, I, suppose, I, I guess, yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe, I don't know. We don't use K that much anyways, do we? No, I mean, it's it's weird. We've got sounds that we use a lot that we don't have the, you know, SH. It's like one that should probably be its own letter. Can you think of any mammals that don't make any sounds because they don't have vocal cords, Billy? Well, um, 
Still no, but I can guess. Um, uh, Africa. No vocal cords. No, well, perhaps not. A pretty no, big continent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Does it help if I tell you they have a larynx, but no vocal cords? <laughs> I don't know. I no. I assume <laughs> all the other ones also have larynx. Yeah. So. Um, is it larynx? 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 The Y is first. I'm pretty sure it's larynx. I larynx. like larynx. I don't care what the right way is. <laughs> um, ah, man. Uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, zebra. All right, think about an animal that uses its tongue to clean its eyeballs. Um, a mammal? No. Uh, <laughs> what? You're talking about a mammal, right? That looks like... <laughs> I was talking about a mammal. A giraffe. There you go. Okay. Giraffes don't make sound. Well, they don't have vocal cords. They can still make sounds, I think. South Park movie lied to me. <laughs> they could probably still make that noise. The the dying giraffe. The, no, I don't think they can. I don't think they. They'll just do breathing in, and then they'll sound like that. What about the, what about people who've had uh, laryn- laryngeal cancer? Isn't there like a burping thing they can do? Yeah, well, yeah, 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 but you're not. Yeah. It's because you're not using your vocal cords. Right. Maybe that's that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's what they. Maybe giraffe, that's how giraffes. Yeah. Maybe giraffes shall- belt burp talk. Okay. Uh, Bobby is still ahead by one point. It's four to three. This is the last question. Uh, Bobby, you're up. This is science friction. Which planet in our solar system has the greatest number of moons? Is it A, Jupiter, B, Venus, C, Saturn, D, Uranus? It is Saturn, I believe. It's Jupiter. Jupiter. It's, I didn't Do they know not that. count them as as moons? Because Saturn has like like hundreds of moon like moonlings or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to put down. Bobby has an objection. Uh, yeah, now we both have an objection. At well, least Billy 82 moons are known to orbit Saturn. Oh wow, this says 79 in Jupiter. Hang on a second. Of which 53 are officially named. This does not include the hundreds of moonlets in its rings. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> moons yeah. on moonlets, man. No, that, that does not include the hundreds of moonlets. There's at least 82 moons. I'm just saying that. that they're not so this, is, this is from Pakistan. <laughs> oh, now you're going to blame Pakistan. Okay. Well, I don't mean to blame Pakistan, but I, you know. I'm just, I'm just making <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we have to give that to Bobby then, huh? Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to check. What's, yeah, go what's ahead the, and fact uh, check it. Yeah, I want to hear I from check on the, I don't have to check on the giraffe at this point because that was from her also. Yeah, this, yeah, that's a good point. This is, um, this is Pakistani misinformation. All right, so Bobby gets Bobby gets a Bobby gets a correct answer. Oh, that's five. It's five to three. All right, Billy, you ready? 
I don't like this at all. NASA just says Jupiter has more than 75 minutes. I expect more specificity from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my contact in Pakistan says 79. Yeah. Or maybe I found 79. That's what, that's what Wikipedia says as well for, uh, for Jupiter, 79. Well, what happens if you just Google which planet has the most moons? Let's yeah, see. Question. Let's just see which comes up yeah, first. Yeah, maybe that's where it happened. This is great podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got to be serious about this. You should be. <laughs> Plan for yourself. Well, let's see here. Jupiter and Saturn have the same amount of confirmed moons. Oh, yeah. See, that's... <laughs> is that true? Well, that's what it says on here. I don't know what a confirmed moon is. They both have 53 confirmed moons. Okay, oh, so but then when the you time. scroll down, moons of planets and dwarf planets... On this same page, it says, okay, so they both have the same number of confirmed moons. Saturn has more provisional moons. Therefore, <laughs> Saturn has more total moons. Oh, man. Either way, if we're just going by confirmed, you have to accept my answer is correct. Well, that's too, that's too clunker. That's a clunker for sure, right? Yeah, you got the point. I mean, that's yeah, he gets the point for sure. Jeez, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to proof check. Like, I have to do all this. Like, I don't even know if this next question is gonna be right, Billy, because this one's from Saturn. Also, I mean, Saturn from Pakistan. <laughs> okay, which is the heaviest metal? You're, this is just playing. This is just playing for to finish the game out, Billy, because yeah, you can't down, 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 yeah. down to you're down two points. Which is the heaviest metal? Mercury, nickel. Osmium or Iron Maiden? <laughs> See what I did there? Wow. <laughs> and you're going this way with the elements and boom over there to the Iron Maiden. Oh, man. That's, that slims it down to three for you. Mercury, nickel, osmium. This is just like their what, the heaviest metal. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's talking volume. about their atomic weight. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the periodic table. I think uh, the last periodic table question you got right. What's it? What? I think you got oh, it. Yeah, right. that's right. That's right. You did get it right. I don't know what it was. I, it's like it was like a fifty-fifty guess of like what was. No, I think there were more than. That. I think you did better than that. I mean, I think there were like four different options. Anyway. Yeah, I am pretty smart, dude. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, you didn't know what a giraffe was. <laughs> yeah, what's a giraffe? Um, uh, Mercury, nickel, osmium, or Iron Maiden? I don't know what osmium is. It sounds cool, so let's go with that one. Nice. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. It's been another round of. No. <laughs> Taste of the game with the game show portion of our podcast. <laughs> nice job, guys. Bobby Thank wins you. this Fuck. one. Congratulations on the uh... score of five to three. Thank you, sir. Convincing victory. Convincing victory. Oh, I thought it was five to three, was not Or no, because no, no, you got the last one. You got oh, the last yeah, one. Yeah, that's you right, got Osmium right. because it sounded cool. That's a good way to go. Right. All right. Well, that's it. What are you guys doing today? Uh, more art stuff for me. Um, then probably, I don't know. Yeah. Usual, usual Saturday stuff. 
Good. Well, that's good. I'm going to head out. By that, I mean head out of the bedroom. Say again? I'm going to head out of the bedroom, go upstairs, warm up a couple of pieces of pizza. Very nice. And paste a little piece of bread, um, sourdough bread that I made. Slice of cheese. Sit with my bride. Nice. Watch some news from yesterday or something, I think. Sounds good. I'll find you here. There was okay. something you posted that I that looked really good. A song? Oh, yeah, you know what? It was the it was the the um, the egg roll ups from, oh, uh, from this morning. Yeah, Gina made those. They're great and they're easy to make. They're relatively easy to make. So basically, you've got like a kind of like you're going to make a scrambled egg, but you don't scramble. I mean, you scramble it and then you put it in a a, a like a nonstick like a pan. What do you call it? A skillet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. With with enough fat in there so that it doesn't stick, right? So okay. you, you whip up some eggs with, you know, like just eggs, break an egg into a thing and stir it up, maybe put just a little bit of water in and you have some hot oil or butter or whatever in there. Then you put that in there, put the eggs in there. I think this is how it works. And then you take a tortilla and put something on the tortilla. It could be cream cheese. It could be tomato paste. It could be mayonnaise, something like to use as glue, like spatula, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Then you put the tortilla as that when the eggs start to set, you put the tortilla with the spackle side down. Mm-hmm. And then you, when it's cooked, you gently like slide the thing out and turn it upside down. So the egg is facing up. So the egg sticks to the tortilla. Right. You're with me? And then yeah. you roll, then you roll it up and you put it back in and kind of brown the outside of it. That's nice. That's it. That sounds nice. Yeah. yeah those, are, those are delicious. So they're pretty fast, right? And you can, it's just kind of one pan. So that's kind of, so it's, it's, it's pretty, well, I guess you need the bowl or something to, to, to beat the eggs in. Oh man. I just, I remember you guys saying that there's like absolutely no like Mexican food there. <sighs> you know, we have to make now it. Now I'm just something. going through all this stuff. What about like, can you guys even get like salsa down at, at, um, Eper or whatever? Not really. Gina usually makes oh, it herself. So we make it with tomatoes, tomatoes from the garden and, you know. That's really but nice, though. The problem is we can't, it's hard to get jalapeno peppers and we can't get avocados at all. I mean, no, I shouldn't say at all. We can't reliably get out avocados here. Yeah, yeah no, I, mean, I, I get why you guys go get those. You're making me hungry. Yeah, sorry about that. That's I know okay. why you guys get those those breakfast burritos whenever you're in Arizona now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that looked like a like a good um, sort of you know approximation that the egg roll up. Oh, the egg roll ups are really really good. Gina Full hot sauce on it. Yep, yep. Gina's got it all figured out. She's got it totally dialed in. And I made I, I roasted some potatoes last night and roasted some onions just like in the oven with a little olive oil and salt and pepper. And so we had those left over. And she warned she she you know cut them up a little bit and put them inside the the roll ups. So she did the mm. egg thing, put the spackly thing down, slid it out, and then then filled it with the the, the potatoes and onions and rolled them up and then wow. cooked them a little bit more and sliced them. They're really good. I mean, really, really good. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. I mean, I know Billy's not really on Facebook, but uh, is that where you posted these? Uh, on Instagram, and then it goes over to Facebook automatically. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, 
I'm 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 off of Facebook now, except to promote our highly popular podcast. <laughs> yeah, very nice. <laughs> well, hey, yeah. you know, I see a, a like and a comment on the the last uh, the last podcast. So is that right? That's Don't right. draw them back in, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> a comment. Stop with this. Stop doing this. No, thing. no, it was it was it was a good comment. It was saying that they really enjoyed the podcast, and I don't want to blow them up, but you know, thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. We appreciate you. Was it Ron? It was not Ron. I would say it if it was Ron. <laughs> well, say say their name. You know, give them Ron does listen to the podcast. Not their last name, maybe, but you know, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Blank. Well, no, no, you're right. You're right. Thank you, Gus, for for listening to the podcast. Oh, Gus Vanderveld. Yeah, there you go. So you know, you if know, you didn't I, want I your, so. your last name said on there, I'm sorry for that. But uh, yeah, now yeah. it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if anybody is listening and they and you want the boys to play for you and to win a prize, send an send an email saying that's what you want to. Uh, thinking hardly, all one word at thatradioshow.com. Thinking hardly at that radio show dot com and we'll hook you up. The boys will play on your behalf and you might win something. Yeah. All right. Awesome. You guys have a good day. I'm going to go take care, of the, take care of the dogs, get myself some, uh, uh, a libation, maybe a glass of wine, Very nice. some snacks. And I'm going to roll into the rest of the weekend. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds okay. fun. All right, you guys. Take care. Don't work too hard. Have some fun. Of course. Well, Billy, you. no luck. No luck finding the. Well, I forgot what it's called. R R T X R. What's the the? No, I was the, just I was just looking yesterday. Still, yeah. man, it's it's tough. Like they were apparently at CES and people were asking about that. And they're like, well, we 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 thank you for your patience. We're trying. Yeah. Much, yeah, that's pretty much all they said. So what's it? I do it's know it's a ten. It's a ten. No, a twenty-eight. It's, um, thirty seventy is the one I was looking at. It's like the mid-range okay. one of these. This thirty graphics series. accelerator or something or other. Yeah, they keep on releasing. Like I think they just released like the lower end one, but uh, yeah, that one no. also immediately sold out. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I read, I read a couple of articles about it. I mean, I think some guy ended up buying the the one up into the ninety. Is that what it is? The thirty ninety. Yeah, thirty ninety. That one's like that's like fifteen hundred bucks on, on retail. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said They're he could just barely. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, that's what you want, right? You need you need like you need like the completely cherried out box for your animation stuff. That would be like amazing, but it's fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> like. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it, that's the problem with this stuff is it's always and the way that they tier it is it it's always like there's like two that are reasonably priced. Yeah. Like at best. Yeah, that yeah. is kind of weird. It's like 3070 is 500 and uh 3080 is I think 700. So yeah. the the one up from that is over double that. Well, it's 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 what'd you say seven or eight hundred seven hundred is that what you said? I think it's seven hundred. Uh, the retail, but you can't get it, right? Yeah, yeah no. I, the one I want is five hundred retail, so it's that one's like very very a good value. Consumer uh, grade. Yeah. One? Which, what's the number that's on that? 30, one? That's the thirty seventy. The thirty eighty is the seven hundred one. I think okay. I might. Have, oh, and thirty ninety is the is the one that's like a car. Fifteen. A yeah, yeah. Car. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's just is. I just I don't know when it's going to be available to people because it's just like it's been 
three months, well, over three months now. And, uh, and what's the name of what's the name of the company that makes this thing? Nvidia. Nvidia no. Nvidia. Yeah. Nvidia. Well, if anybody from Nvidia is listening and wants to hook Billy up, yeah, come on, man. Great. I mean, it'd be fine if we only had one listener who who was like connected. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> No problem. Anything yeah. you want, Bob, while we're dreaming? Yeah, yeah. What do you want? Oh, man. Just in case some yeah, influential in case anyone's, person uh, World peace. Yeah, that'd be a good one if you could do that. But I think you'd probably be pretty pissed off at me considering we spent like the first most of this podcast like kind of shitting on you guys. That's true. If you're one of the people who can make world peace happen. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Okay. But if you could get me like a plane or a yacht or something, if you're one of those people, yeah, I would probably shut up about all the, you know, yeah, yeah, everyone having so much. Yeah, exactly. What would you do with a plane or a yacht? You'd sell yeah. it. Yeah, I'd sell it probably. It's probably not a good time for it, but no, no. Yeah. yeah. Well, yacht, maybe it might be a good time for a yacht. Yeah, maybe somebody's trying to unload something that they can't really use it. That's right? a good point. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, we veered off into any used yacht salesman listening. Oh, you know what to do. That's right. Or Nvidia. Yeah, executive. I guess I could accept a used one. <laughs> Lightly used. <laughs> all right, you guys. Thanks all for right. talking. It's always it's always great to talk to you, and I always learn something. I'm I'm glad I'm glad that we're doing this. And um, Billy, I will talk to you on Monday. Sounds Bob, good. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Okay. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you. Until then, hang by your thumbs, as I used to say. All right. Right on. I'm proud of you guys. Thank you, Dad. Appreciate it. I love love you very much. Love you. Miss you guys. Yeah. Miss you too. You guys have a good day. All right. You too. Okay. Talk soon. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.